Welcome to Life's Rich Tapestry, a podcast exploring the narrative of people's layered lives. Listen in on courageous conversations spoken from the heart. Gain insight into another's life as we tackle compelling topics which will expand your mind, help you gain perspective, and might even inspire you to do things differently. My name is Evelyn, and I look forward to your company. And welcome to another episode of Life's Rich Tapestry. Mental health, a topic that has come to the forefront in recent years with the effects of COVID, social media, and our ever-changing world. Mental health reflects our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. Mental health has a strong impact on the way we interact with others, handle problems, and make decisions. Mental health and mental illness are similar to the concept of physical health and physical illness, as when we are physically ill and need help from a doctor or medication needs to be taken, so is the same when we have a mental illness. There are various life events when mental health issues can surface. The death of a parent, the loss of a job, COVID lockdown, etc. Mental illness can also be hereditary. Talking about mental health has thankfully become more mainstream. Now, I'm honored today to have Adriana with me. We will be discussing mental health, her journey through it, and also discussing a few life hacks that might just make our mental health journey just a little bit easier. So I'm going to welcome Adriana to the show. Welcome to the show, Adriana. Thank you. Yeah, it's so good to have you. Now, we're just going to start at the beginning. When would you say was the beginning of your mental health journey? Well, I was actually around 10 years old when a friend I was close with uh, said to me or mentioned that I was overweight. And that was the start of my battle with an eating disorder. And unfortunately, this lasted during my preteen and teenage years. And later, I developed severe depression. So you were very young. And what about currently? How has your struggle changed? Yeah, it has changed currently now as an adult. I mostly battle with chronic anxiety, and I do have some intermittent depression as well. Thank you for sharing. I know it's probably quite difficult to share, but I think it helps when people share because then hopefully people who are listening in, they might not be familiar with what depression or anxiety would look like. Could you maybe describe how these differences are to maybe someone who is unfamiliar? Yeah. So depression and anxiety can manifest itself in different ways. And some are very obvious. So, for example, the tendency or the start of withdrawing away from people, a lack of interest in activities that perhaps this person or one enjoyed in the past, procrastination, physical signs such as sleeping more or sleeping less, battling with insomnia, and having panic attacks or uh, episodes of dissociation. You know, there are more difficult signs that are not as easily recognized as well. And so most of the time, mental illness is not apparent to the human eye. 
So you've just shared that you you struggle mainly with anxiety. Can you elaborate on what that looks like for you personally? Yeah. So battling with anxiety mentally, I experience racing thoughts, self-deprecation, body dysmorphia, catastrophizing. And these are all things that I feel privately. So in my head, it's thoughts or feelings that I deal with or that I say to myself throughout the day. So it's, it's a daily struggle, a daily battle. And then when I have a physical reaction or uh, a panic attack, for example, I start to experience physical symptoms like shaking hands, uh, heart racing, sweating, blurred vision, and nausea as well. You know, anxiety manifests itself in different ways and it's very individualistic along with depression. Depression, for example, for me, I start to feel what I call a low or a low spell coming on. And sometimes there's a trigger and sometimes not. And often, to be honest, there's not a reason, quote unquote, for it, but I will be in this low for a long time. Would you say that you were predisposed to mental illness? Like, I know that some research has linked mental illness through genetics. So there is a history of mental illness in one side of my family, but each of our struggles have been vastly different when it comes to not only what we were diagnosed with, but also how we've lived with it or tried to manage. So for example, I have seen someone extremely close to me get misdiagnosed and they were put on medication for several years. Mm. And later on in life, they found out that the actual root of their mental struggles was a thyroid disorder. So now that they're on the right medication for their thyroid, it's, you know, they act completely different and they're um, a lot better when it comes to uh, the mental health part. And that's the one thing that's really frustrating when you deal with mental health is, you know, trying to get help from a medical standpoint, it can be very difficult to pinpoint, again, what the core or what the root is. And so even for myself, I was misdiagnosed personally, and I was actually put on several medications. And this is back in my early 20s. But again, I want to emphasize that for me, I never saw a beneficial difference, or I I never found relief through medication. And so many people do, they get on the right medicine and it's amazing and it improves the quality of their lives, which is astounding. And I think it's great, but I just haven't had that experience personally. And what have you found that, that does help you and provide relief when it comes to your mental health? Weekly therapy for me has been the key. Uh, last year, I was in one of the worst lows of my entire life. Mm-hmm. I honestly felt like I was drowning in my own anxiety and it got to the point where I felt like I could barely function. So I was extremely overwhelmed to the point that I knew from past times and how I felt I was on the verge of a complete breakdown. And I was fortunate enough to apply and then um, also be accepted and begin therapy with the local clinic. And I've been doing weekly sessions ever since. What are some of the invaluable tools um, or advice that you have actually gained from therapy? Well, through therapy, I've learned to accept my anxiety for what it is and to practice mindfulness in the face of it. So I'm starting to be aware of the moment 
and just take things day by day, learning that while I can't control my anxiety, I can develop a new way of being so it doesn't cause me to suffer. And I've learned that our thoughts are, they're just that, they're thoughts, you know? And I can't believe everything I think because that can be a source of heightened anxiety and also unhappiness. And feelings aren't facts. That's so true, isn't it? How we suffer in silence, don't we? And we think Mm -hmm. what we think is what we think is real. Now, are there any helpful tools that you've found? Or I know that like with technology, there's so many different apps out there. Have you found that there are any apps that have been able to help you? Yeah, one helpful tool for me is an app called Fear Tools. And it's free, you can download it. It's basically a phone journal to track and work through your feelings. So uh, another tool is the feelings wheel. You can download it from feelingswheel.com. You know, one thing I didn't even know I struggled with is defining how I feel. So I often say, uh, like in therapy, or even, you know, to my spouse or my family, well, my anxiety, you know, this or my anxiety that but I don't say the feeling behind my anxiety. So I don't say I feel frustrated, or I feel pressured. And, you know, this is essential for me, because it helps me to work out what I'm really feeling, and then also work through the situation. Wow, that's so interesting. So you actually don't say I'm feeling anxious, Uh, you actually have to say the feeling that you're feeling. That's, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So you've learned this through this this tool, thefeelingwheel.com or or through therapy? Through both. My therapist actually is the one who brought out the feelings wheel because during therapy, I wasn't um, identifying clearly what a distressing situation was causing me when it came to feeling. So feeling frustrated, feeling pressured, feeling mad, feeling sad. I would always just say, well, my anxiety is causing me, you know, such and such. You know, you really want to give a voice basically to how you're feeling and not just um, maybe just put it to the side or uh, internalize it. So actually speaking specifically the emotion that you're feeling, that is actually going to help you when it comes to meditating and figuring out how to get through something. That's just really given me a bit of an aha moment because I always say, oh, I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. I say that all the time, but I don't really identify why I'm stressed. I think that could be a similar word to when you say I'm, you know, I'm going through anxiety. Do you think so? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that we live in such a fast paced world. And it's so easy to say, well, you know, my anxiety, this, or I feel stressed, but we don't always give ourselves enough time to identify the emotion behind it. And when you can identify the emotions behind how you're feeling and give those emotions, bring them to the, to the forefront, because that's going to help you deal with the situation at hand and give you more of a clearer perspective on how to get through it. Yeah, I, I I just, I love the way you've explained that. Now, do you have any other things that help aid your feelings of anxiety or any other uh, resources that help you along the way? Yeah, for me, music has always been a true source of comfort my entire life, specifically when I've started on this journey of dealing with chronic anxiety. There is a artist called Elohim, and it's E-L-O. H-I-M. 
And she's been very open about her own personal struggles with mental health. And in her lyrics, she sings about her mental health journey in a way that brings awareness to dealing with anxiety, dealing with depression, battling dissociation. And honestly, she's just a light in this world. I've been able to meet her in person a few times and her energy and her spirit is just so special. And I'm honestly grateful to her and her music and just her words of kindness during some really uh, dark times in my personal life. I think when you can relate to someone, you can obviously relate to her lyrics, being able just to share with people. And she's obviously sharing and hitting a chord with a lot of people as well as she's hit a chord with you. Are there any other sort of things that you do to make sure that you're on track? Yeah, I do try to keep active um, as possible, whether that's trying to go to the gym or getting outside, going for even a simple walk in a park that's nearby my house. And when I do that, I try to be as present in the moment. So a lot of times I won't be listening to uh, any music or I don't have my headphones in on purpose because I try to just look around, take in my surroundings, listen to, uh, we have a creek in that park. So just listen to the water trickle and listen to the birds around me saying that really brings me a source of, uh, or a sense rather of inner peace. And then um, also just doing stretching yoga. I have practiced uh, grounding in the past and that also helps you to connect with the present moment and doing meditation mm -hmm. when I can as well outside. That's something that I really, I really cherish when I'm able to. How do you practice grounding? So grounding is something I learned through a program when the pandemic hit. So essentially what you do is you go outside and I mean, it doesn't have to be somewhere you drive. It can literally be in your backyard, your front yard, um, anywhere that there is grass or concrete. And the goal is to be barefoot. There's just, I guess, a lot of research about the positive effects of when you put your bare feet to the ground, whether that's on grass or even on concrete, if you don't have grass and, you know, you just close your eyes, you try to meditate or just try to think about something that brings you a sense of relief or happiness, or even just practice being still. So putting your bare feet to the ground or the grass closing your eyes, listening to what's around you, feeling the sun on your skin, you know, noticing how the leaves rustle in the wind. Even if it's two, three minutes, just doing that on a daily or weekly basis, that's something that I feel has truly helped me in my mental health. What are other sort of life hacks that you have as well? Trying to have a well-balanced diet. Uh, For me, taking natural supplements has helped. I take lemon balm pretty much every day. And that's been used for years to help people not only with uh, anxiety, but it's just to promote calmness. It benefits obviously people that have anxiety and, you know, have this, you know, high sense of go, go, go. The lemon balm helps to just kind of relax the body. And then I also like being creative. And that for me is through makeup. Um, Mm -hmm. It might sound silly, but it's actually a hobby of mine that I've enjoyed for the past, I would say like five years or so. And I just like playing with different textures and different mediums of products. I think it's the tactile nature of putting makeup on, taking it off. There is something about it that really alleviates my mental anxiety. 
And I wanted to mention there's a brand called Rare Beauty. It's nice because they actually give back when it comes to mental health, not only with their donations when you make a purchase, they also have educational articles on their website and they offer support. Uh, They provide resources you can reach out to. And I think that's really amazing. I just wish brands would or more brands would follow suit and copy them. I'll put all of this information in the show notes. I just find this all interesting. The lemon balm, that interests me as well. So that's just something you can find at your, at just your, um, at the drugstore, the natural health food store, the lemon balm, or is there a particular brand that you use? Here in the States, um, depending on where you live, there's a store called Sprouts, and that's usually where I get my lemon balm from. No specific brand. I've never had a problem taking different brands. If you can find it, it's over the counter. It's not prescription. And it's just a natural supplement that you can find by all of your vitamins. And I would definitely recommend it to anybody dealing with, you know, just anxiety or maybe just if you want to have a sense of just more calmness and just relaxation during the day. It doesn't make you tired or anything. So it's just a really nice, natural way to feel a little bit less uh, anxious throughout the day. What are your thoughts on social media as far as mental health goes? I think that there's a lot of pros and cons when it comes to social media. You know, when it comes to mental health and anxiety, uh, depression, I mean, there's so many branches of mental health illness and things that people struggle with. Um, It's not just black and white. I mean, there's so much uh, in between. With social media, I feel like throughout the years, it has gotten better when it comes to um, allowing a conversation about mental health. And people, I feel, are more willing to share their own journey or, you know, what stage of their mental health journey that they're on. There's a lot of pros when it comes to that. And then even there are, you know, therapy accounts that you can follow, Uh, doctors, uh, psychologists, therapists, they will create, you know, different posts, and they'll mention helpful tips. Um, And this is something that you can access for free, which I think is great, because therapy can can be very unaffordable and very expensive. And sometimes we're depending where you live, it's inaccessible. No, you're, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. In that sense, social media is really good because there's so many like body positivity accounts um, and also therapy, you know, therapy accounts as well uh, that you can follow and that will make you feel better. I think, you know, with social media, you just have to watch what you're how much time you spend on it. So there are some positives with social media. What do you think the negatives are? I think there's, you know, you just have to be very careful, as you've stated, with how much time you're putting um, or or how much time you're allowing yourself to be exposed to social media. Because at the end of the day, you know, we each live our own life and it's completely different than what any of us are posting online. And online, you're just seeing the best and the highlights of the very best of someone's life. Very rarely are you seeing the the negative parts, the dark times, the times when people are in their house and they feel lonely or, you know, someone's dealing with some kind of mental illness. That's not really something that you see exposed. So you don't see what goes on behind people's closed doors, right? It's just the post of the best of the best. So just being cognizant of that and being, again, mindful, mindful of your time. If there's an account that no longer 
suits you that yep. is actually bringing you down, yep. unfollow it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. So just being aware of what you personally need and what you don't need to take in. I think that's really important. But I think mental health, it, it is, it's such a personal journey in how we deal with it and how our struggles are all different. Uh, you know, mine, mine are re- related to, uh, related to weight, whereas others are just related to, you know, being a bit introverted and shy and, you know, and being anxious. But I guess it's, it's important that, you know, we're all different and that the feelings that we're, we're feeling are valid. Do you have any closing thoughts about about mental health? You know, mental health, it often comes with feelings of uh, low self-worth or just feeling completely worthless because when you're dealing with any kind of mental illness or mental struggle, it can be isolating in, or at least it feels isolating because you feel like no one gets it. No one understands what I'm going through. To anyone struggling with mental illness, It may not mean much for me because I'm only one person. I just want to put it out there that you are not alone. Your feelings are valid. Take it one day at a time. And if you're having a hard day and you feel like, for example, just laying in bed all day, that's okay. You don't have to be unkind or unnecessarily hard on yourself. One big thing that I'm working on is giving myself grace. So give yourself grace. Be kind to yourself. And then something I think is extremely important, and I'm still working on it as well, is monitoring how we talk to ourselves and our internal dialogue with ourselves. Those are some of the most important and influential conversations that we're ever going to have in our lives. And there was a podcaster that I look up to. She mentioned once that her therapist helped her to think about her younger self. So Basically, when you look back at your younger self as a child, would you say some of the things that you're saying to yourself on a daily basis to that person, to that child? So self-deprecating thoughts like I'm not worthy, no one loves me, no one could ever care about me. You know, we would never think to say those things to our child selves. So why would we do it now? Mm -hmm. And that really stuck with me. That really hit a chord. So it's a learning curve. It takes a lot of time and practice to practice self-care. But when you do, the results are invaluable. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. You know, I think uh, you've touched on so many good points with the those apps that you mentioned. And I'll put this all in the show notes, uh, the website. And you've had, um, you know, the lemon balm. That's That sounds amazing to me. And I love the grounding, uh, the grounding exercise. And yeah, it's interesting because a lot of people in Australia do walk around barefoot. <laughs> so <laughs> I wonder if they knew what they were doing. <laughs> so that's quite probably. interesting, actually, <laughs> probably. But but I do I do like that idea of walking around barefoot. I will put all of these show notes for anyone out there who's listening. And I hope people have gotten a little bit of insight, maybe something they thought, aha, I'm going to try that as well. Adriana, did you have anything else that you wanted to share? No, not specifically. Just thank you for having me on and being willing to have this conversation. I think it is very important to keep an open dialogue and to bring awareness and hopefully bring understanding to what mental health is. And I hope anybody listening, if you have someone that is dealing with any kind of mental health illness or struggles, 
or even if you yourself are doing that, a takeaway is just be mindful and be kind to yourself, you know, give yourself grace, practice gratitude. I think that's something that will definitely help in the long run. And again, just take it day by day. You know, there's never going to be cure all, if you will. It's just a daily battle that we all face, but we can continue to be successful as long as we practice what works for us personally, whatever helps you through your journey, do it. Don't feel bad. Don't feel guilty that you're dealing with these feelings. There's no reason to feel that way because it's normal the way you're feeling and how you feel is valid. So just knowing that, and again, just practicing that self-care and developing that self-love, I think that that's truly the best thing that we all can do and also help each other practice care for each other as well. Yeah, that's true. And just listening to each other. And uh, it's been it's been really it's been so lovely speaking to you about this topic. It's not the easiest topic to talk about, but it is definitely one that is is needed and should be welcomed and everyone should just be open about it as well. So, thanks again uh Adriana for joining me. Thank you so much for your company. Please tune in next week to Life's Rich Tapestry, where you will hear another courageous conversation spoken from the heart.